Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is your boy, Khalif. And your girl, Jamise. And this is another episode of the not award winning. Not award winning. No, why are we, why are we say that? I'm removing the golden mic. Well, don't say not award winning. Okay. Made award winning. Paper award winning. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so negative Nancy today. But yes, this is. Friendly fire. Yes. And thank you all for joining in. Um, today we have a special treat this week since we did have just a few this past weekend, Memorial Weekend. Oh man, Memorial Weekend was busy, busy, busy. So, uh, we are definitely, uh, don't forget to listen to our episode about Memorial Day and what it means and all those things. But we also were busy working during Memorial Weekend. Yes, we were covering the Space City Comic Con. Comic Con. What, what? So, okay, just a little like, um, well, let's first talk about our sponsor for today before I get into the Comic Con. <laughs> and it only seems appropriate because today's sponsor is brought to you by GameStop. For the gamer in you, for those of you that love to play PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and any other system that you can think of, you can also go to GameStop, buy cheap games, or trade in your smart devices for store credit. Whoa, store credit. Nice. Exactly. So... Go down to your nearest GameStop, or better yet, if you want to order online, go to GameStop.Crusade.net, and that is Crusade with a K, GameStop.Crusade.net. Just help Crusade Movement out by putting the little pennies in our pockets, and it costs you nothing extra. And really, GameStop is the only place that you even should be considering looking for fulfilling your gaming needs. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we go. (laughs) I still do. <laughs> okay. Been a member with them for since forever. Me forever. too. They always usually have the best deals, and if they don't, the people are nice enough there to tell you where you can get the best deals. So that's that's GameStop for you. Yes, that is because they're the place of they're the best there is, the best of what, and the best <laughs> that ever will be. Okay, we're finished stroking their ego. <laughs> so before we talk about Comic Con, I just kind of want to just briefly say how we kind of got into this. So growing up, I heard about Comic Con. Uh, Khalif, what were your thoughts on Comic Con when you heard about it as a youngster? Actually, um, to be honest, not to hurt any of my listeners' feelings, I thought it was a bunch of weirdos. Um, I don't think that hurts anyone's feelings because I think when they first started, they were kind of a part of a very, they just tapped into a very small specific group of people and other people who were kind of the outsiders uh, just didn't understand um, what the point of comic cons were. But also you got to understand that when I was a kid, I was really into R&B and hip hop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything like comic book characters, Mm -hmm. like I really got out of comic books around the teenage years. So that's about normal, I think. So I was kind of like, comic books right but then we come to find out that comic-con is way more than just comic books and comic characters it also has a lot of sci-fi movies and shows and interesting you know guests that come and panels where you learn stuff and an amazing artist so uh, i think comic-con in all honesty has a little bit for everyone nowadays because even at the one we went to which has been a new thing um well, I guess in the past two or three years, that Sons of Anarchy um, has been a big part of Comic-Con. And I don't know if they are a comic book, but if you think about comics, you think about like superheroes and, and you know, things like that. But uh, Sons of Anarchy is something, I mean, it's a drama. It is a drama about a biker gang. And that isn't normally what you would think about traditionally when you think about Comic-Cons, right? So there's a little bit out there for everyone, I think. Well, also, now I did want, I'm going to just go ahead and add this. When I, as I grew older Mm -hmm. and I got back into my childhood, Mm -hmm. you know, playing video games, Mm -hmm. GameStop, and comic book movies really came to life. Like they brought characters that I read about watching the cartoon Mm X-Men and seeing it come Mm -hmm. to life. Mm -hmm. And and then you started to hear how Comic-Cons had become 
or started to become mainstream. Oh, absolutely. And I think what the coolest thing is about it is that we do see the traditional comic book nerds or geeks, as we know from Big Bang Theory. We see typical characters, people like this, but they are now adults and they've seen their favorite heroes come to life on the big screen. And they've shared that with the new generations. There are a lot of young children who are also a part of this. So it becomes like more of like a a whole family kind of thing. And to me, that was the beauty of it, because you start to see how... It's no longer, you know, the nerdy guy that read all his comic books mm-hmm, in the, on the, mm-hmm. at the lunch table sitting by himself. Right. It right. is now a family, an entire a family affair and an entire movement. And right. after we visited the um, which one? The Alamo City Comic Con? Alamo City Comic Con in San Antonio. I have to give his props. That was the very first Comic Con, not only that, that I attended, but I also volunteered with, uh, which was amazing. And that's where we got to meet the very legendary and so awesome. We just kind of fangirled and fanboy all over this poor guy, you know. Mr. Mr. Stanley. Yes. And he was so gracious and so nice. Um, but, I just really thought that that was my first time at Comic-Con. It was massive. There were wrestlers there. There were Sons of Anarchy. There were things when we were kids and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, you know, they just had a little bit of everything. And it was really exciting for me. I mean, even things like fantasy, you know, Harry Potter. And then the people in their costumes, a lot of them homemade. And you're just like, wow, they're so creative. So, um that was a really enlightening experience for me. And it is so many people come. It's in San Antonio, Texas. It's uh, usually uh, the first weekend in September. I will get back to you. I'll post on the website when the next one is coming up. It is an amazing event. It really is. And it's very well put together. And that being said. <laughs> Khalif, was that your first Comic-Con as well? That was actually my very first Comic-Con okay. ever. I usually couldn't afford to get into them. Right. But when you volunteer, the cool thing about volunteering, not only are you helping them put together a really awesome event and people completely enjoy it and love it and are so thankful for you, but you also get a ticket for someone special to bring with you to the Comic-Con. So that is, I mean, so volunteering, um, you give back and you also get blessed as well. And that's the whole thing about volunteering. And so as we move on. So moving on to that. <laughs> because... um Sorry about that, guys. We had a calamity that occurred in the KE studios. So. We just had to pause because, you know, our our number one fan, Miss Lucille, Lucy, she is sometimes likes to give give her feedback. So we had to like pause while she like told us what she thought about Comic-Con. So there you go. <laughs> yes. you, got, you guys can understand her. So we're going to go ahead and clip that out. So this time um, we went to, we were in our own hometown for Space City Comic Con. If you know, Space City is a nickname for Houston. Yeah, because if you don't know, we have NASA. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. So it it, it is the fabulous Space City. And for the fact that we had thousands of people show up to they this did. event. They did. But it actually is probably... Uh, one of the smaller ones, I would say. It and is. I didn't know that. Um, Neither did I. And this is how we got in. It was kind of surprising for me to see that. And this is how we got in. Um, we actually got media passes to We're cover media. the <laughs> And that was special because it was... We felt special. Yes. Like a special VIP kind of thing. But the weekend started with a little of a hitch. Um, it was For raining. us or for... Oh, see, guys, that's the problem. Okay, Space City... Houston. Could the be water weather city. is it rains a lot. I mean, to be honest, I really think Houston is more like a tropical uh, weather situation. We have a dry season and a wet season, and that's pretty much how it goes. And so the wet season begins in May and this year it began early in April. We had some massive floods um, and it will continue on until about September, October. So and a lot of rainy weekends. Which then is becoming, what is it, the beginning of hurricane season? Like September, August, September? Oh, no, the beginning is now. Okay, so yeah, sorry. It wraps up around that time. So honestly, I always say the best time to visit Houston is the fall. It's beautiful. It's dry. It's it's not cold. It's, it's not, it's not hot. hot. So um, it's very green and sunny. Um, so yeah, but you, and of course, most of the fun stuff happens in the summertime because everybody's on holidays and things like that. And this was Memorial Weekend, which everyone, most people have that that weekend off. So it was, 
extremely busy Mm -hmm. at the NRG or the Energy Center, which is by Energy Stadium, which formerly known as Reliant, for those of you who want to look it up. Right. It's home right of the, the Texans. Home of the Texans. Absolutely. Where they play and we like to watch them play. And we also have a lot of really cool events over in that NRG Park, I guess they call the whole area with the different buildings and things like that. Yes. So cool. <laughs> and so there were graduations going on, but we couldn't make it out the first day. Because of massive storms. And we massive were scared. Um, Khalif drives a car that basically could become a boat in high water. So, Well, it doesn't float. It just sinks. <laughs> well, eventually. True. <laughs> so we, we did not get out there. But I don't think there wasn't usually the first evening isn't too much going on. It's mostly about sales. A lot of people who want to buy things will try to get it on Friday evening uh, because there's not a lot of crowds. And they can really talk to the vendors and things like that before the crowds on Saturday. So as we make it out on Saturday, we realize how crowded it is. I didn't think it was too bad. Well, I was talking about the park, but it's because Mm. of the three different graduations that were going on. Oh, yeah. Getting in and out of that place was a nightmare. And then as we get into the Saturday Comic-Con, what was your overall opinion of the Comic-Con? Overall, I thought, because I didn't really know much about the history of Space City Comic Con beforehand, and going in, I thought that uh, it's probably very new, because I felt like there was a lot of empty space, and the space wasn't really well used, and so given what my experience was in San Antonio, where there was no, every bit of space was covered with something going on, it was just really different, because I remember the Saturday in San Antonio, being overwhelmed with the people. There's so many people in the lines are so long just to get in. And it was like, I mean, it, he, would, he thought it was Six Flags. It was so awesome. But with Alamo, with um, Space City, it was um, much more low key, I think. Well, and also because uh, my overall opinion of the Space City mm-hmm. Comic Con, I did feel that it was rather new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as we said before, we did do our homework. We tried to research and find out as much as we could mm-hmm. to inform everyone of mm-hmm. the event and let them know so we could promote it as well as we are the media to be well informed when we get there. Who's there and who's the special people that will be there. They had different stars that were there. You had um, Data. I don't remember the actor's name, but he you may remember him from films such as Independence <laughs> Day and any of the Star Trek generations. Yeah, he was he was the scientist in Independence Day, right, with the long gray hair. The, yeah, the got, hippie scientist. got choked up. Okay, and I just want to let you guys know there Spoiler. is going to be an Independence Day uh, 2 uh, show we're going to do because I'm freaking... Well, you guys know this from last year. That is my my thing. I watch Independence Day every July 4th. That's my thing. So anyways, back to the Comic-Con. Back to the Comic-Con. Um, I think the biggest star that was there was William Shatner, who, if you don't know... um. That's weird that you wouldn't know. But He's the original Captain Kirk. He is the original Captain but Kirk. Some of you may know him. I don't know his name. But Denny Crane from yeah. Boston Legal. If you were into that show, that show was really cool because it also had a, oh, I always forget his name, but I love this actor. Um, David Spade. Yes. And they were like, no, no, not David, David Spade. Spade's a comedian. Yeah, no. Something uh, Spade. Uh, we'll get back to you guys. For some, you know how the we, voice of Ultron. When people. you're talking, you just like your brain just sometimes things just Black leap list. out. But OK, it, no, no worries, because he wasn't there. That guy wasn't there. But William Shatner was there. He was the biggest draw. And then for me was um the. The, the ladies of Doctor Who? Oh my goodness, which is so cool. But see, I had to give myself away. I'm not that far into Doctor Who. I think I'm only on maybe season four or five. So some of the people that showed up for Doctor Who, I have not met yet on the show. So, um, but I still thought it was really cool. And I think Doctor Who is amazing and, uh, very creative. And I have enjoyed watching it. And some of my friends are jealous that I get to, enjoy it brand new you know because i'm coming to it recently so for me oh man i met uh Peter. oh he was fanboying i was like who is this so who who are you fanboying well, over as you know khalif is those who know khalif is the hip-hop star it is awkward to see him as the fan who's like oh my god it's you mm-hmm. and so 
But I love that moment because it makes me feel like that kid all over again. Such a big kid. <laughs> and so um, there was a famous, he, well, he may not be that famous, but if you're in the Adam Sandler circle, mm-hmm. you know Peter Dante as the quarterback from The Water Boy. Mm-hmm. He also had his own movie as Grandma's Boy. He usually plays a pothead. Mm-hmm. Or in Big Daddy, he was the the gay lawyer that was their friend. Right. But he's really hilarious. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God. And he kept telling me who he was. And I was like, yeah, honey, I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But then what really made me like cheese, and I'm cheesing now telling you this, because it was really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, Khalif Knight, a.k.a. is known as Anthony Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so when I introduce, usually as professional, mm-hmm. I usually introduce myself as Anthony. And so he says, well, are you from here? I'm like, yes. He said, where, um, what's your name? I said, Anthony Jackson. He says, well, I'm Peter Dante. And he gives me like this welcoming hug. He was very, his personality was just sunshiny and he was very kind and welcoming. And when I saw him again, he was like, Jackson. And I was just, and he was cheesing really hard. And of course, Khalif was cheesing hard. So it was really, um, I, I may not know much about his work, but as a person, he seems very warm. Yeah, he was very open and he seemed like he was ready to meet um, people that like his work. Right. And he wasn't even at a booth. He was just out walking around. So he wasn't like, oh, pay for my, you know, picture and I'll sign it or whatever. Yeah. And um, then I met those of you who may not you may know Steve Cardenas. Mm, if you know Steve Cardenas, I will give you brownie points because I'm like, uh, who? Well, I'm going to help you guys out. If you're a fan of seasons one through three of you the Mighty Morphin. You should see how big Khalif is smiling. <laughs> okay. Talk about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, we, should, we need to do some of these on. We need to like record some of these, you know, so people can see your your expressions. They're just so funny. Well, I'm glad no one could see my facial expression. I mean, he's literally blushing, guys. He's he's already kind of red, but he's like really red right now because I like, called him out on this whole Power Ranger <laughs> kick. I mean, it, I mean, it's Steve Cardenas, folks. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, he's a martial artist. He's a martial artist, which is also he has big brownie points. But he was also the replacement for Jason, the Red Ranger on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. See, he's not even the original one. OK, so in my defense, I stopped watching it after the first season because the first season I was in fourth or fifth grade. And so when I grew up, I just didn't think it was that cool anymore. So I didn't I didn't know about any any of the other. Well, I kind of stuck through until they became until season four Power Rangers Zeo. Then I was kind of like, mean this show sucks. Stuck through. You rewatched them recently. Not recently. We were in Korea. I remember watching Power Rangers. Because I have them on my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> so if there are any future little Khalifsters in the future, I'm sure that. Uh, or night nighters, I don't know what we would call them, but like I'm sure that they'll get to know the original Power Rangers. Oh, oh <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure because I mean I showed it to my niece um, when she was like seven, and she. Was I'm like, sure she thought it was cool then. She did, but now, <laughs> I now I don't think again. anything is cool. But that's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so and then there was um, Michael Welch, who oh. Ah. I thought he was a sweetheart. What did I do? No, I just... no, I'm cheesing again because I actually like this actor. Oh, right. Like, um, also, again, uh, Khalif is mad at me because I don't know all the work that they're into. But see, the thing is, Khalif and I have something that we're, we're not that much alike. People may assume that we are. We actually have a lot of different interests. And one of his interests that I just do not get is the zombie thing. I mean, really, so the zombie thing, you know, so um, I, I've tried. I made a good faith effort, but I'm still like, uh, you know, just kind of. Eh. But Michael Welch was actually a big part of the cast of Z Nation, which I did find was hilarious. The few episodes I did see. Yes, Z Nation. Even Michael Welch said it. Um, I should, I, once I edit the videos, I will put them up on the website at crouchfire.crusade.net so you can check out some of the questions that I was privy to ask him and his replies. I mean, he's a very nice person and he actually is adorable. So I was, and then we heard a story, which is, I, I do think I did get that on video. I, I think I did. Well, go ahead, um, share it. About how he, he was, 
trying out to be the new Spider-Man. And we know that, um, who Andrew ended up, Garfield. Right. Like, so what do they or, call it? The, yeah. the, 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 what's the name of the movies? It's not the amazing, Sp- the amazing Spider-Man. Thank you. Um, and he, you know, it didn't work out. I'm going to keep the story short, but in all honesty, I think this actor would have made a much more interesting Spider-Man than the one that we got because he said they told him to like kind of thug it a little bit and they be said like they wanted an Eminem Spider-Man right and then he so he didn't even see the Amazing Spider-Man he was asking the audience he asked us he's like well what was is that how it came out we're like oh, oh God, not even no. close now an Eminem Spider-Man would have been actually really cool <laughs> I would have I would have got behind an Eminem Spider-Man but it is what it is. Eight miling, shooting web in people's face. We just weren't ready for a reboot. No, not at all. Yeah. But he would and have. And it wasn't necessary. And also, for just in oh, case. Oh, speaking of, I did hear that um, Tony McGuire is going to come back as Spider-Man. Did you did you hear this? Did you um, read this? I read this, but okay. this was. It's a different kind of Spider-Man, though. Oh, then I don't know. I read when they were trying to do the, before the reboot, mm-hmm. they were going to get Toby because Steve Raimi said he wanted, or John Raimi, whatever his name is, something I Raimi. I think it is Steve Raimi. He wanted to make up for the debacle of Spider-Man 3 and make Spider-Man 4, which would then, you know, kind of carry it on because he really dropped the ball on the Venom storyline. Well, but if he's coming mm-hmm. back, that's going to be actually interesting. He is, but because we we're we're going basically the whole thought is we're going to uh, Peter Parker. We're growing him up, of course, and it's going to be a very more uh, more grown up uh, Spider Man. Um, that would be interesting. But I'm not sure on the facts. I was reading a lot about where the Marvel universe is going and where the DC universe is going. So. Um, I, I'm not really clear in the facts, but I was really reading about all this stuff. Um, but it seems interesting. Yes, I agree. And also for those of you, if you're not familiar with Michael Welch and Z Nation, he was also in all of the Twilight films. <sighs> yeah, I'm saying that because some of our listeners love the Twilight movies. He was the guy that was in love with Bella that never got with Bella. And we're not talking about. He Wolf was a Boy. human, right? He was a human. OK. A so regular guy at the high school. One the regular, just regular Jew. So, I mean, me and Twilight got beef, but if you like it, that that's you. Everyone's entitled. I probably like something that you're like, why I would mean, you watch if that? If I was to tell you I like Conan the Barbarian, you guys would probably like, that movie sucks. And I just assume it sucks because of the, the star of the movie. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So then I was kind of like, who is my husband taking a picture with? Some, <laughs> I didn't know what she was supposed to be because she was like really, I thought it was some kind of sexy clown or like, uh, what do you call those? Like, um, those, those, those classic clowns. A mime? No, not a mime. Not a mime. Um, Oh, they're like vintage French clowns. Then I don't know. Yeah, what is my where is my mind going today? But anyways, that's kind of what she looked like. I wasn't sure what character she was supposed to be. And he's like, oh, I want to take a picture with you. And I'm like, but who who is she? So, well, (laughs) her name is Callie Cosplay. And you guys can find her on Facebook, um, Instagram. She's a musician. She's she does a lot, um, but she really gets in it for these events. Right. So that's kind of like her hobby that she makes money. And I thought that's really cool. So I think that I should get in better shape and I should cosplay too, like seriously. So those of you who I'm follow gonna us. I'm going to be Storm. So, and so those of you who follow <laughs> us on Facebook, um, you will see a picture of Co- Callie Cosplay and myself. Mm-hmm. But. In the picture, she is dressed up as a different variation of Catwoman. Mm. It was from one of the video games. I don't remember which one. I believe it may have been um, maybe Arkham Asylum, maybe. Maybe. I thought it was DC versus Mortal Kombat, but because her boobs were all out. So not all out, not, but you know, she, she had a lot of cleavage. She's blessed. So she was, must be um, a Texan. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> actually, she's from Alabama. Okay. Well, then the South. Yeah. She's a Southern vixen. Mm. So, but kudos to her and all of her cosplays. The next day I saw her on that Sunday, she was mm-hmm. dressed up as black widow. Uh, well, 
She didn't have to really change the costume that much. Well, it's still, yeah. <laughs> Just like change the wig and get rid of the makeup, right? Well, yeah, she, she got rid of the makeup. She had blue contacts on and the red hair. Oh, okay. Very but cool. She was zipped all the way up. Okay. Well, yeah. She, uh, and yeah, she Black the Widow belt. is zipped up. But cool. Very cool. And then I met this guy named Monster Mash. But he was basically dressed up as the Wolverine. Oh, yeah. But he's like a little Wolverine. No offense, because he has the body type for it, but he's not as big as Hugh Jackman. So he's not as big as tall. He was probably about my height. And and small, like a smaller version. But he was ripped, guys. I'm not He was ripped, but small. And <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. When Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, he kind of scary because he's just that big. But this guy, this guy is approachable, but he had the whole look down. It was pretty awesome. And then we had the special pleasure to screen a new web series that will probably be out next August. Yeah, I think they said August they were going to try to get it out. Um, they're also screening it again uh, this month at the Comic-Con and then um, at the Comic Palooza. Right. And uh, well, so the company is called Inhale Films and the comic book that the web series is partnered with is called Project Mammoth mm-hmm. which can be found for you guys if you're interested projectmammoth.com the owner of Nathan Hale mm-hmm. he's an award winning Houston independent filmmaker which was kind of cool um, and he's the director and the lead 3D design team for Project Mammoth mm-hmm. Awakening mm-hmm. and I really it was a futuristic post-apocalyptic type earth that the show was date was placed in right right but um let me see if i can say this um so the waken is a live action web series set in a high-tech world of the domers mm-hmm. michael an analyst recently recruited into project mammoth as a part of their inter-organizational security team struggles to keep the dome safe from the naturalist terrorist attacks if he fails, humanity's last hope for survival will be destroyed, but unraveling the naturalist plot will cost him his soul. Ooh, okay. So it was cool to see, like, I went to, I went to film school at NYU for like a semester because I thought that I could be like the new young black, uh, I don't know who I was trying to be, to be honest, but I guess it, I was going for Spielberg maybe. But anyways, it didn't work out. I went back to my roots. Baylor Bears. And, uh, but I really like seeing, cause technology changed a lot since then, cause that was back in 2002. Um, and we've come a long way since then with, um, and there are a lot more smaller independent filmmakers now with all the technologies you can do, do from your home. And it's interesting to see their love and their drive to make something. So I was really happy to be a part of screening that and, and listening to the audience and their reaction and the questions they were asking and how attentive they were. Uh, the story to me, is very interesting. I, I I am like, that's a really good story. I did agree. I followed, I mean, and it was, I love this. I wish we could be a part of more like screen, pre-screen screeners. I know. If we lived in LA, we, we would. I mean, we're just, it's Houston. Because the thing <laughs> is, what I loved about it was that um, you see it in the very rough stages, but you see, but the actors, as they said, would have to really pull the story because you don't have the music you don't have mm-hmm. this they're just trying to see how well is the story being put together so to speak right right and to me i thought i want to give these guys two thumbs up they're doing a great job i want i am looking forward to seeing the final product and hopefully if we get to comic palooza we'll love to see you guys again um, but, you know, we'll keep following them. And, of course, uh, we, we have definitely. posted an article about them as well. So I thought um, it was it was cool. I, I really did. Uh, as far as effects and stuff, I'm like, you know, but um, that to me, I'm I'm a purist when it comes to film. And if you have a good story and dedicated actors, I could care less about the special effects. And which is why All's Quiet on the Western Front is one of my favorite movies. And that was filmed in the 30s, I believe. I mean, the effects are really poor, just black and white, but it's an excellent story. So, and this is what I'm talking about with this. And I think a lot of people appreciate the story part because it's so easy to get caught up in effects with all these other movies that we watch nowadays that you forget um, that story can be just as powerful. 
I'm trying to remember, was this said at the Comic-Con? I believe Michael Welch said it, not yeah. disrespecting the great George Lucas. Oh, no disrespect at all. But at the beginning, he said, um, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting him directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have it on tape if you want to see it. Mm. Um, George Lucas in the beginning, four, five, and six, it was very, he didn't have the technology to do what he could do. So he was limited. He was very limited. Mm-hmm. So he had to make something out of nothing and try to make it work. Although but, Empire Strikes Back is still awesome. Just awesome. Exactly. And those were still done with the same effects that he had in 1977, mm-hmm. you know. But when it gets to episode one, two, and three, where he can basically computer generate he an can entire do world. He once freedom kind of he kind of fell a little flat on the story um and i i i i like star wars a lot i did i watched the trilogy as an adult so i have a totally different view of it than other people who who may have watched it when they were younger Uh um but the new trilogy episodes one two and three i wait wait okay episodes one and and two. two Well, because they're just so boring. It's hard to get to the third one. But I will get to it. As usual, I will get to it. But um, as we already talked about that in our Star Wars episode, um, when we went to see the newest um, member to the family. So. But as I said. Um, but yeah, if you have freedom to do everything, you kind of may lose track of what you're really trying to do. Yeah, because you get caught up in trying to make sure that the the special effects and it looks good. And now you got away from the actual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the people that showed up really you mean impressed the, me. The, the, the people who came to the, uh, the Comic-Con? Oh, yeah. The people that came to the Comic-Con. They were energized. They were excited. They were personable. They, they were had fun. personality. Um, it was it was a good time. It really was. Um, I, I have a picture and I put it on Facebook at KE crossfire facebook.com forward slash ke crossfire um did you put it on the blog honey i believe so okay well but i'll make I him do it. it because this picture is iconic and so i mean i know deadpool is supposed to be cute but i think deadpool is a freaking adorable <laughs> yeah um at this picture there's a picture i took of these this group of deadpools they were all eating lunch and it was really i love it because um, they were all sitting there and then this guy dressed up in a very unique looking Pokemon Batman. <laughs> I don't know what he's supposed to be. And no, I thought he was a Batman turtle. I don't know what he was, <laughs> but he had an interesting homemade costume. You can do what you want. <laughs> and they had one friend who wasn't even wearing a costume. And there was a friend that was a Pikachu. Yeah, there was a friend who was a Pikachu. And you have all these characters sitting at the table eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> one girl... I assume she was a girl because she had a, I just heard the voice. A long blonde ponytail. Yeah, she had a ponytail coming out of her Deadpool mask and she had a banana. She was about to eat a banana. Did did she, did she pull the mask up to eat the banana? Well, she had to, she pulled it up a little bit. Oh, so you did see her face. Yeah. Okay. But, you know. It doesn't matter. When you're in the costume, you can be a boy, you can be a girl, you can be a monster, you can be a dog. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't trying to draw like attention to her sex, but it was just really Mm -hmm. funny because you got this, these, team of deadpools pikachu batman and there's one person who just dressed like he came from school i thought he was supposed to be the taxi cab driver from the movie i don't know but it was funny because one of the deadpools even had the hello kitty backpack so i was like authentic go ahead kiddo and then the beauty of it was that um when i asked i was like hey guys may i take your picture for our website and they're like oh man everybody wants to take our pictures when we sit down i was like well it's kind of you're all together I was like, well, I was hoping that you would all kind of sit together so you didn't have to move. Mm-hmm. But the pose was priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them not to look at the camera. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of just was very in character. And just I love when they stay in character. It's just the best. They pulled out all their weapons, put it on the table. And the one girl, she put the banana up to her mouth like it was a gun. I just died laughing. Mm. And so, I mean, the people... The fans that were there were very energized, and the stars that we met were just top shelf. I mean, their attitudes were very welcoming, and they were very happy to meet their fans. 
I mean, for me, I did have some gripes, but maybe it's due to the controversy that happened because eventually, because being part of the media, I wanted to like, I, I mean, like I met Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who was a classic WWE hero of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys know, the older listeners will know. Yeah. Younger people like who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another group, um, Demolition. I met okay, them. Well, you met the controversy. So just talk about the controversy. Hold on. I would just say this. I'm leading into it because oh. what happened? You like mention it, drop it, and then you go back. Let's talk about some of the WWE characters. No, because this is what happened. <laughs> well, then I start noticing the really expensive autograph signings. Oh, they're always like that, though. Well, I mean, I don't know because I didn't never, I never paid attention to it. Um, but, yeah, because it's usually on the website. But the one guy that, um, well, like when I met Demolition, loved these guys, and I was so honored to meet them. But their handlers seemed very kind of stern. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because they were selling pictures and autographs, and I was like, oh, well, I'm a part of the media. And they're like, well, he, and the handler's like, well, what, what do you do? I was like, well, I take pictures, and I'm writing an article, and I have a show, a podcast where I talk about it. I did, I would like to ask Demolition a couple questions. But, and they were like, I bet you want to take a picture of him, don't you? Like, he just seemed very... Yeah, well, they are from the WWE. And actually, um, what my experience has been from the from the previous Comic Con and then this one is that the handlers are very specific and they do adjust their prices depending. So it's usually not posted for them um, because the WWE is trying to get their money. But the actual talent is not that concerned about it. The actual talent is really excited to meet... Um, you know, fans, things like that. But because they are still property of the WWE, they are not able to, like, you know, negotiate prices or whatever like that. So um, if you run to someone who's rude like that, that's because they don't work for for the talent. They work for the company. Okay. I mean, I didn't know because and so it was kind of like kind of like booed away from or shied away from taking a picture of them because it was like, he was just really difficult. He's like, well, they have pictures over here. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just shake their hands and I'll go about my business. <laughs> but, oh, my God, there was controversy here because then we go on Sunday and it seemed empty. Like stars that were supposed to be there. It seemed like they were supposed to have a booth afterwards. They were not there. The place seemed like a ghost town. Mm-hmm. And... It seemed a little disorganized. I mean, at this point, it seemed very disorganized. They were handing it was like, out. It was like a fire sale. Yeah, they were <laughs> handing out like these posters by the bu- like the box loads, and the booths were empty. I I had no idea what happened. Mm-hmm. But and my previous experience, and what I've been told by people who've gone to many comic cons, it's usually on Sunday. It's still really busy up until the end, and that the stars will like to stay after the doors close to um, really talk to the volunteers, and the volunteers are able to get pictures and autographs, things like that, because the stars are like, "Thanks for helping out," you know. Um, but this time, everyone was gone well before the thing closed down. So, well before. Mm-hmm. And so there seemed to be a little inside scoop um, from the official AvaJ.com where it talked about there was some issues with the help me out i just drew a blank finances? sons of the finances mm-hmm. with sons of anarchy they weren't the only others, ones affected but a few other stars but this was the because main. william shatner also didn't come for he didn't stay long for he's supposed to stay in the day after his um where he he came for his panel also tommy the green ranger or the white ranger right. was supposed to be there and, and um they billy, all oh god what was her name billy billy piper i think her name is from doctor who but they all um left after their panels so uh that was disappointment i'm sure to some fans who are looking forward to seeing them after the panel yes i was definitely looking forward to it Um, due to traffic we were kind of running a little behind and damn graduations all you're doing is walking across the stage anyways (laughs) but congratulations to you guys Mm -hmm. but um yeah and it basically said like there was some there were some things retracted so i'm not going to talk about them but basically it came down to the payment for the panels and their day and their checks were bouncing. They were, they held the main guy basically in his office until they paid him. And they, he gave them a check. And when they went to try to go immediately cash it, <laughs> the bank told them that it was 
from an account that closed. Yeah. <laughs> and so the com so the panel for the Sons of Anarchy that was supposed to be for Saturday was completely empty. Right. And they did not and they was and they were supposed to be there all weekend and they didn't show up for Sunday, but the fabulous Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman is a class act. He really is. And a few other guys actually kind of stayed mm-hmm. that Saturday to try to help, you know, meet and greet with the fans, sign autographs and pictures and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. And then there was an issue with the fact that people, they pay for these VIPs and they were not being honored. Oh, right. Because um, you can purchase, and this is what I did to make sure that we got our pictures with Stanley. You can purchase your um, your photo with the, the stars. In your It's usually including a VIP package is very expensive, but you can purchase that ahead of time and it's honored on the day that you go. Well, because a lot of the stars were changing their schedules due to um, not getting paid for their time, um, a lot of um, the fans missed out on that opportunity to take pictures with them at the photo ops and things like that. So I'm sure they were, uh, or and some of them were like, oh, we're only going to take cash. Even though you prepaid for this, we're only going to take cash because um, we're not getting our payment. So it was, I think, pretty embarrassing. Uh, it was definitely embarrassing. So, like, one of the comments that was from, it was like, I bought the Sons of Anarchy Extreme VIP, and it was awful. It wasn't the SOA cast to blame. They did everything they could to salvage the event for the fans. I did already receive an email that I would be getting most of my money back, but I'll never have the opportunity again and will probably never get a picture with my favorite actor. And that hurts. I hope the people responsible get run out of town. I really don't think this person should ever say never because, um, I mean, this is a really popular show. I'm sure he'll get his chance again. He shouldn't say never. That's very fatalistic. But I understand his disappointment. I mean, that's extreme. I mean, I was a little sad because I was really itching to meet Tommy, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Hey, sorry. I'm, a, I'm. This is the nerd side of me. Sorry, guys. Well, he was there. <laughs> but I missed him. Mm. But it said so. And there were more like these things coming out um uh montrose um a, ca- a person mentioned this will be the last saturday sunday that i why not just say the name okay one of the volunteers one of the volunteers she did a good job mm-hmm. one of the volunteers included um from shelly montrose this will be the last saturday sunday that i volunteered any comic convention Aww. i was shouted at more than the in the six hours that i volunteered on saturday than i was in the entire year last year Friday was amazing, and Saturday in my last two minutes, there was HPD, had to intervene as a grown man came to my face and threatened to choke me to death, rape me, and burn me like on YouTube. I decided not to come to my scheduled eight-hour volunteer shift on Sunday. I thought my life was in danger. One of the, one of Charlie's bodyguards ran over to help me before. And Charlie, she's talking about the main star from Sons of Anarchy, am I correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, ran over to help me before... It, the the guy got to me. Honestly, I thought the guy was gonna gonna hit me. After reading this article, I think I understand what happened a little bit better. I can't even explain how horrible it was to tell people who traveled all the way from England, China, and Australia that the eight hundred three thousand dollars that they spent on a prepaid ticket eight hundred two three thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, I thought I said that. No. <laughs> A prepaid ticket will not be honored at the desk and at the majority of the Sons of Anarchy autograph sessions. And that and they would have to go to the ATM to get more money. Mm-hmm. So uh, sorry, she said a lot of stuff, but she did. But some of just sum up the rest of what she said. But basically, she did such a great job. She even be to try to aid the patrons. She went to the ATM and got some money to try to help. Mm-hmm. get the cause of try to offset the cost because she's the representative of the space city comic-con. Mm-hmm. So she felt a little responsible for that. And she tried to help out and yeah. the guys did the best they could. And she was with Charlie Hunnam. That's the, his last name. I couldn't, I was going to say Hebdo, but I was like, Oh, that's something totally different. But Charlie Hunnam for almost four hours and he pulled it together for all of his fans. Anyone that was there saw me standing beside Charlie, uh, um, give, very giving to the fans as well as professional. I feel like I did a good job of, of keeping the fans calm, which I think she did because I had no clue this was going on. Uh, entertained and happy. Um, they got to meet Charlie Hunnam and Ron Perlman was also professional. 
Um, so I think that always talk to the volunteers. <laughs> they know the scoop. They know what's going on. They know when the S is hitting the fan. So it was very interesting. Yes. And kudos to all the volunteers because you guys did a phenomenal job. I mean, honestly, you guys shielded for me. Um, and I was like walking around trying to be very observant to everything that was around me. So you guys did a great job trying to keep. And so, but besides that, there were also some con artists who attended the Comic-Con. And so some cons at the con. Yeah, there was a con-con. <laughs> I was a little upset about this, Mies, um, because mm-hmm. I feel like when my city is trying to do something to bring, to bring up its image, mm-hmm. you got these ragamuffins that want to come and bring it down. And I was really upset about that. Well, there's all, I mean, there's always slicksters and con artists. Well, so those of you who don't know, um, there's a picture of him on the website, but you can look at different, um, look up the name Johnny Segura. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cosplayer, um, Spock Vegas. Oh, sorry. Johnny Segura discovered the cosplayer Spock Vegas, mm-hmm. which is a guy I took a picture with. This guy, the base of the story behind this is that I was talking to Mies and I, I got, the guy looks just like Leonard Nimoy. He does. And I went Very over so. to try to take a picture of him and he tried to charge me money to take his picture. Supposedly he had a charity going on that the money was going towards. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'm a part of the media. I can take a picture of your you standing next to your charity sign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll write something up and how people can donate. Mm-hmm. You know, I could take a comment from you and put it in the article. You know, help your organization. He said, no, 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 no. Um, I don't like suspicious. to I don't like to advertise like that. And I kind of stopped and I was like, OK, no. this is weird. Why wouldn't someone want to advertise the charity that they help to get people to um, donate to it. Mm-hmm. But then I started noticing he was also selling these pictures of all these famous, like, cart, comic, not Comic Con, like, video game characters. And so I started doing a little suspicion where they said that um, the artwork is basically the artwork of a Joseph Bayer. Joseph Bayer is a Virginian artist. It's stolen artwork. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short. Stolen artwork from Mr. Bear. So they're trying to pass it off like it's theirs. And so they're making money for themselves and not for a charity using someone else's art. And basically it's called a swipe filter, which is basically uh, he calls it spatter grunge art, which is basically a filter that you use in Photoshop, where if you also go to my Facebook page, uh, the KE Crossfire, you would see something that I use for one of my own photos that make it look like it's been painted. So he says that a lot of his work is a combination of artwork and templates and stuff like that. So I was just like, "Mm, I don't like this. You're not really creating anything. You're just taking people's work and trying to make it your own. You put like a electronic filter on it (laughs) and then say it's different. Mm -hmm. One of my buddies um, who's an artist, he said, you know, somebody like an image copyright or image um, protection but yeah i don't know i just thought this was really weird and it really hurt my feelings a little bit little you know a little bit you can find the stuff about at blendingcool.com if you want to know more about the the spock vegas and how he's cool with this joseph bayer but yeah be on the lookout guys i mean just be careful of the artwork that you buy only buy from the true artists that are actually you see them doing their work at the booth mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> you know there's always people out to get a buck but my overall thoughts for this comic con is that um it's still i think although you had this drama with um the sons of anarchy and some of the other stars i still feel that a lot of people left with some really great memories so it wasn't a total success, but I'll take the glass half full at this one. In my opinion, is whatever. <laughs> it's one of those things. So, yeah, it is it is what it is. So anything else you want to add? No. Well, I, I really hope in the future if this... I don't think they're going to continue it. 
Yeah, I mean, I read another article where they said this is like an ongoing, like, possible con running by the owner who keeps disappearing with all the money. And it's been different names over the years, but whatever. Um, hopefully we can get one that's a really great one where it's clean, honestly ran, and people just, it's a hundred percent good for everybody. So on that note, I'm your boy Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jamise. Catch you next time. Bye.